This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to pain.tv slash gold. I am Dustin Gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so you can see here just inside the IRS, just inside the, uh, the timeline of taxation in this country, you can see how many changes were made. So when we say let's save America, let's restore the republic, what are we talking about? That's really the theme here. It's like, what are we talking about? We have to understand what we're talking about. Otherwise, we're just spouting off nonsense, folks. Complete and total nonsense. All right. 1867. State-of-the-art technology. In February 1867, the Secretary of the Treasury adopted a hydrometer to establish a uniform system to inspect and gauge alcoholic spirits subject to tax. 
The March 1st, 1867 Revenue Act authorized the Secretary of the Treasury to adopt, procure, and prescribe these and other weighing and gauging instruments to prevent and detect fraud by spirit distillers. So they started engaging technology so they can test the alcohol content in beverages, folks, so they can tax people appropriately. You know why? Because our country would crumble. The Constitutional Republic could not exist without the bean counters having hydrometers to test the alcoholic content in those beverage bottles. Oh, yes, the Republic would collapse without this, folks. This is the country that we are cheering on. 1870, personal privacy. Representative, later President James Garfield of Ohio, spearheaded an effort to make tax information private. On April 5th, 1870, IRS Commissioner Delano forbade tax assessors uh, forbid uh, tax assessors from furnishing lists of taxpayers for publication. On July 14, 1870, Congress passed a Revenue Act stating, quote, no collector shall permit to be published in any manner such income returns or any part thereof except such general statistics, end quote. And folks, if you think that was to protect me or you, you have to be kidding yourself. You know who that was to protect? The politicians. So you didn't see how much money these guys were making from all the uh, handouts they were getting, all the kickbacks they were getting. It was to protect them, not to protect us. I could do an entire show on that, folks. I'm not going to, but clearly you can see the point. Let's not print the uh, personal tax information of people. Yeah, you guys. 1913, first federal income tax. On February 25th, 1913, the 16th Amendment officially became part of the Constitution, granting Congress constitutional authority to levy taxes on corporate and individual income. The Bureau of Internal Revenue established a personal income tax division and correspondence unit to answer a flood of questions about its enforcement and a special division with general counsel to prepare opinions interpreting internal revenue laws. So there you go. 16th Amendment, 1913, right? In the same year as the Federal Reserve, the same year as how we changed how we elect senators, they set up the Internal Revenue, uh, established a personal income tax division. This was basically the cementing in of the IRS and the income tax. And of course, Woodrow Wilson, the fine progressive tied into eugenicists and technocrats, set it up under the guise that they were only going to tax the 1%. And of course, the stupid 99% as we always are, I'm including myself, cheer that on and say, let's go get the rich guys. The rich guys are the ones who actually created the laws. That's how dumb we are. We fall for the trap. So they set you up and then based on your own personal resentment and greed, they get you to cheer on taxing the 1%, the guys who write the bills. And then eventually what happens? It switches over from those guys who didn't pay any taxes anyway because they use accountants to get around the laws that they actually write and it eventually turns into a giant tax on the middle class for many 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 decades that shrinks the middle class because the middle class subsidizes the poor and the wealthy see how that works folks and because of our own greed and our own resentment 
towards these uh, wealthy people who stole from us to begin with, which is how they got wealthy. We then cheer on our own demise. Let's just keep going with this because I'm showing you all the changes that occurred just inside the IRS, the history of taxing the living crap out of us. And then we're cheering on this country or we're saying we don't understand what went wrong or, oh, we need the Republicans to get the majority so that we can take this back and set it under the Constitution. We have to take it back from the Democrats, the liberals, the left, whatever it may be. And then you have people from the liberal end saying the Republicans are fascists and they abuse the Constitution when no one actually realizes that we're not under that system system anymore there's nothing to take back the system has been completely changed it is nothing like what it was it's like taking a grape and then tomorrow it's an elephant and you're saying why isn't the elephant doing what i say why doesn't it taste good when i bite it well because it's no longer a grape it's no longer a grape 1914 form 1040 on January 5th, 1914, the Treasury Department unveiled the four-page form, including instructions for the new income tax. The form was numbered 1040 in the ordinary stream of numbering forms in sequential order. In the first year, no money was to be returned for the for, uh, with the forms. Instead, each taxpayer's calculations were verified by field agents who sent out bills on June 1st. Tax payments were due by June 30th. Let's see, 1917, public awareness. In 1917, the Internal Revenue Bureau launched a special nationwide public education program to help citizens understand the new tax burden. The campaign tried to popularize war taxes by emphasizing the needs of the country and appealing to national pride and patriotism. Quote, four Minutemen, end quote, fanned out across the nation, preaching the importance of paying taxes promptly and fully. Yeah, using patriotism to propagandize their extortion racket. 1919, Prohibition. Congress passed the National Prohibition Enforcement Act on October 27, 1919. It prohibited the manufacture, sale, and use of intoxicating beverages. It also designated the Bureau of Internal Revenue as the enforcement agency. The Bureau hired and trained hundreds of prohibition agents to enforce the law and created a new intelligence unit to uncover corrupt prohibition agents and bootleggers. Oh, an intelligence agency underneath the IRS to come hunt down the people that were selling moonshine, folks. Oh, that would be the end of the republic if the moonshiners sold alcohol. 1930, Bureau of Internal Revenue gets new home. On June 1st, 1930, the main section of the new Internal Revenue building opened, 16 months ahead of schedule, and with a total construction cost of just over $6 million. Oh, Trump must have been alive back then, and he built it. They were ahead of schedule. Folks, we built the Internal Revenue building ahead of schedule, 16 months ahead of schedule, under budget, $6 million, so great, and Internal Revenue Service, get the vaccine, beautiful vaccine, so great, wonderful, the worst vaccine, the best vaccine, it's a great vaccine, it's a deadly vaccine, it will make you live longer, so incredible, we love it folks, love the vaccine, love the Internal Revenue Service, great patriots, great patriots, men and men, fantastic people, it goes on to say, in addition to a state-of-the-art fire alarm system, it contained 1,400 telephones and a synchronized system 
of 861 clocks, the largest system of its kind at the time. Oh, damn it. They had put in a state-of-the-art alarm system, folks, and 1,400 telephones. Was it an alarm system to stop you and I from getting in there? No, it was a fire alarm system. So too bad that uh, they put that in, folks. Uh, 1931, Al Capone. This is when you start to make the IRS look like good people because they're chasing down the bad people. Al Capone, American gangster Alphonse Al Capone attained fame during Prohibition by raking in millions of dollars through bootlegging and other illicit activities. I love him. In 1931, an IRS intelligence unit investigation led to his indictment on a federal income tax evasion and violations of the Volstead act he pled guilty was convicted and sentenced to 11 years in federal prison a fifty thousand dollar fine and ordered to pay two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars plus interest on back taxes oh the good old irs they took down al capone folks 1935 payroll withholding do you see how many changes have occurred just in how we tax our citizens going back to old 1776 folks and somehow we want to believe we live in the same country and everything is screwed up just because it's in the hands of the wrong democrats or the wrong republicans as if any of those people running for office if oz beat fetterman would oz be undoing all this fixing it would he be weeding out technocracy would he be taking away all the money from the government departments the military the dod that are doing experiments on people frankenstein technology transhumanist experiments no no he would not be doing that so why even go out there and vote what are you voting for what do you want done you should want nothing done i want everything undone but i will settle for nothing to get done because as you can see all these people do is horrible things that just stomp on your freedom and your liberty and your human autonomy your prosperity your ability to thrive in this system that's all they do that's all they do but yet you want them to do things you say congress is screeched to a halt they're not getting anything done when they do things they make things worse all right 1935 payroll withholding on August 14, 1935, Franklin D. Roosevelt signed the Social Security Act. Employees originally paid 1% of the first $3,000 of their salaries to finance the benefits. The law required a new system of tax withholding, which the Bureau of Internal Revenue had to collect and turn over to the Social Security Trust Fund. It also created an unemployment compensation program and laid the foundation for modern payroll withholding, right? Where they steal your money every week when you get your check that was fdr he put that into place he also put in the social security trust fund which there is no trust fund that was bankrupt god there's a speech from ronald reagan from 1964 telling you that it was bankrupt what 10 15 20 years before that it was just a basket of ious and then they put the social security system into place which tagged you with a social security number which is so weird that this happened uh being passed in 1935 
because two years earlier, Technocracy Incorporated tied to the Brain Trust, which was FDR's group of people that helped create the New Deal where Social Security came out of. FDR's Brain Trust was involved with Technocracy Inc. that came up with the idea of assigning every man, woman, and child in the United States a number, a number given to them by the state so they could be tagged and bagged and traced and tracked. Oh, yeah. So that came out of the technocracy and FDR put it into play. But don't worry, folks. We're living in the same country founded by the great George Washington. Do you see the point of all this? I'm just showing you this illusion that you're living in, but it's an illusion in your own mind because the information is readily available. This is publicly sourced information no one is hiding this from you you might have read it you're just not understanding it and grasping it because they want you to live in the illusion you're walking around in a matrix right now in a matrix that's actually technocracy with this illusion of if you're on the right you want to believe it's a corrupt republic that you can fix if you're on the left i don't know you believe that it's some socialist utopia you want to create who knows what it is But everyone is living in a simulation in their own mind. You are creating an illusion. You're walking around in a live-action role-play high school theater production, choose-your-own-adventure land. It's not the case. The case is what we're living in is a full-blown technocracy. It's a full-blown total control system. We just want to believe it's something other than that, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back to finish up this IRS timeline. My name is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. I am Dustin Gold, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, let's zip through the rest of these folks. Again, this is really good stuff. I mean, and I'm kind of used this episode as a way to show you that we're not living in the country that we think we're living in. We're not living under the system we think we're living in. And as we go further into the history of technocracy and tie this into eugenics, and we show you how all of these things came about, the problems that the elites created, the reactions they provoked out of us, and the solutions that they offered us have driven us further and further and further into the technocratic culture that we are living under now. And then as Wide Awake Jim starts to show you more of what is coming out of the international organizations funded by the United States and how they control everyone within the system, you're going to have to understand this because you're going to have to accept that we do not live in the system you believe we live in. Because we're going to show you what exactly the system is that we are living under. And so this This is easy. If you can't accept that the country has changed with how we vote, how we pick senators, the Federal Reserve, the IRS, stuff of that nature, very simple things, and I show you how our country has changed from the George Washington America to the today America, then you're not going to be able to grasp what has happened under technocracy 
eugenics, socialism, progressivism, Marxism, communism, fascism, and all these other elements that make up the technocratic system that we live under now. So this is just kind of just to get you going, just to get your juices flowing, just to get you in a creative mode where you can hopefully step outside of your comfort zone. You know, we don't want to like pierce your normalcy bias, but you're going to have to be willing to step outside that box in order to comprehend what's really going on. But once you're fully woke to this, then we can start to talk about real solutions. You know, once you go to AA and you admit you're an alcoholic or NA and admit you're a drug addict, then you could start your road to recovery. And once you get through those initial 12 steps, then you could start to figure out what you want to do, where you want to go, how you want to change your life. And that's the same as this. There's no sense in living a lie. There's no sense in living a lie because for me i'm 41 okay i waited a while to have my kid but when my kid is born in the next uh, couple of days here you know my job is to now train them for the world that they're going to have to live in and so we've got to focus on our kids and on our grandkids and if you're a younger person listening to this show and your parents or grandparents don't know this introduce them to this material because they should be helping you get through this their eyes were blinded over the years and they didn't realize what was going on now make them realize it and help them figure out how to navigate you through this stuff or if you're a kid just on your own you will realize the technology and trust the science and all this nonsense is a complete and total lie it is a prison planet matrix state-run total control social engineering system all right and so don't get trapped in it work around it Work within the system as much as you have to, but realize the system is not a way of life. All right. It says 1942 victory tax. The Roosevelt administration hoped to pay for at least half the cost of World War II increased taxation. The 1942 Revenue Act sharply increased most existing taxes, introduced the victory tax, a 5% surcharge on all net income over $624 with a post-war credit, lowered exemptions and began provisions for medical and dental expenses and investors expense deductions. Just tax after tax after tax, folks. 1948 to 1950, early tax collection modernization. In 1948, the Bureau introduced punch card equipment to process notices. They also introduced photocopying to reduce the typing workload and relieve a typist and stenographer shortage. In 1949, the IRS introduced electric typewriters, continuous forms, dual roller uh, platens, and posting uh, machines to more efficiently process income tax returns. By 1950, the Bureau introduced computers for tabulation. See right there? That is technocracy. That is technocracy coming in now to taxation. So once you start to introduce the technology, you start to replace humans with machines to be able to process more paperwork to collect more taxes that is what i'm talking about where technocracy becomes part of the culture so now they rely on the machines to harass more americans they can expand the footprint they can harass more people because they're using technology that is where technocracy creeps in and then it's socially engineered see that's a generation of people that grow up working in there that now get introduced to the machines and then the next generation comes in the machines are there that's so 
social engineering. The next group, the next generation is already growing up inside of the machines. Now the machines just tax people and collect taxes. 1953, Internal Revenue Service created. In 1952, President Harry S. Truman called for a comprehensive reorganization of the Bureau of Internal Revenue. The agency officially became the Internal Revenue Service on July 9th, 1953. They made it even bigger, badder, and bolder, folks. 1950 to present. It says taxpayer communication and support. During the 1950s, the service primarily interacted with taxpayers through written and print communication using the U.S. Postal Service and walk-in offices. Walk-in offices or tax assistance centers continue to help taxpayers today. (laughs) Is that hilarious or what? They continue to help you. Hi, we're robbing you at gunpoint. We will throw you in prison and take all your property if you don't give us our vig, our cut, our commish on uh, your labor, the sweat of your brow. But we're here to help you. 1953 to 1959, public outreach. In 1953, the IRS began the teaching taxes program by mailing a tax kit with a teaching text in large copies of tax return forms and regular return forms to 30,000 junior and senior high school principals. By 1959, the IRS offered public service announcements to television and radio stations throughout the entire year, not just during filing season, right? So now they start going in. They're going to train the kids. That's it. That's how you engineer this stuff into society. They start with the kids. Let's send this out to the kids. Give it to the principals and have them go in and teach the kids. You live in America, you will be taxed for your existence. That's how it works, folks. Welcome to America, land of the free, home of the brave. Where are you guys speaking up? We're not free, and where are the brave, folks? Most of the brave I saw walking around with N95 COVID masks on during uh, COVID Land, the high school theater production. That's where the brave was. 1959 to 1962, IRS modernizes data processing. There you go. More technocracy. In 1959, Congress and the Secretary of Treasury approved IRS plans to install a nationwide automatic data processing system. By January 1962, automated data processing entered full operation, processing up to 680,000 characters per second. 1961, President Kennedy visits the IRS. On May 1st, 1961, President John F. Kennedy attended the Joint Conference of Regional Commissioners and District Directors of the IRS, the only U.S. president to visit the IRS headquarters. President Kennedy praised the service for pursuing fair taxation in the promotion of national interest. That's a lot of people's hero. Why didn't he shut the IRS down? Uh, 1962, Tingle Table invented. The Tingle Table I'm sure a lot of senators would have liked to sit on that thing. For over 50 years, tingle tables have saved taxpayers millions of dollars by reducing the time it takes IRS employees to sort through individual paper filed returns. In 1962, James Tingle invented the table while working in an IRS service center. Mr. Tingle built the prototype in his backyard. Still in use today, over 15 million tax returns flowed through the tables during the 2019 tax filing season. Think about that. Tingle tables have saved taxpayers millions of dollars 
by reducing the time it takes IRS employees to sort through individual paper. It saves us millions of dollars from the money they're stealing from you. Hey, listen, we're going to steal your money, but we're going to do it more efficiently so it's going to save you money. Oh, really? So I don't have to pay you $100 on the blackmail money? No, you're still going to give us 100 but it's going to go a lot longer because uh, we're doing it more efficiently. Mean, give me a break, folks. Give me a break. All right. Well, anyway, we've got 1966 Taxpayer Service. This is a toll-free telephone number where you could call up and just talk to them while they rape you. Then you've got 1972 IRS reaches out to more taxpayers. Of course, they're reaching out to tell you that they can help you. We can help steal money from you. Hi, we're the IRS. 1978 Faster, More Accurate Service. Oh, yeah, it's more accurate. We'll steal more money from you, but we're going to be very accurate about it. 1986 Tax Reform Act of 1986. Then we got 1988 Service Design. All this other nonsense. 1988 Taxpayer Rights. Oh, we have rights. Yes, while you're being robbed, you have rights. 1991 Electronic Filing. 1994 IRS Bolton Board System. 1996 to 2008 Digital Daily. First presence of the IRS on the World Wide Web. Oh, great. That's fantastic. 1988 Restructuring and Reform Act of 1998. So I can steal more money from you. 2001 to 2007 Digital Tools for Taxpayers. Right. So now you can like go work out all the ways that you can get ripped off. I mean, this is endless, folks. There's endless online payments. They've got digital tools for tax professionals, IRS student aid tool, IRS goes mobile, taxpayer bill of rights, tax design challenge, online account, irs.gov redesigned, tax cuts and jobs act, IRS social media, new 1040, ooh, a new 1040. A criminal investigation sentinel. You know what they don't have in here, folks? Oh, let's see what this one is, though. 2019 criminal investigation sentinel. In 1919, the Treasury Secretary asked the IRS Commissioner to form a criminal investigation unit to go after tax cheats and other criminals. 100 years later, criminal investigation special agents continue to bring down the most notorious criminals. CI remains the only law enforcement agency with the authority to investigate tax crimes and has earned the reputation as the premier financial investigation unit in the world. Now, remember, I also showed you the Palantir, started with CIA money via InQtel. They're a venture firm. Uh, started Palantir, right, which is Peter Thiel's company, which was created under the guise of hunting down terrorists by their financial transactions, is now inside the IRS under a $100 million deal signed by Donald Trump that allows Palantir to go after you via your financial transactions, phone calls, and social media. Now, the point of all that, folks, because it was fun ripping into the IRS here using their own timeline at irs.gov, the point of that was go all the way back to the beginning, folks, all the way back to the beginning. Well, in the founding of our country, there was no IRS. They did not collect taxes. There was no income tax. And look where we are today with the criminal investigation centennial. And 
Palantir embedded inside of the IRS chasing down everyone. They went from not collecting a thing to raping and pillaging every man, woman, and child here in the United States. And you say to yourself, wait, why can't we win elections? What country are we living in? Oh my God, John Fetterman won and Oz did not, folks. Come on. You don't live in the country that you think you live in. Step outside the illusion. Step outside of the matrix. Realize that you are in a country that you can't even define what it is, what it means, who actually controls it. When you take key elements like how we vote, who votes, how we select senators, the central banking system, the IRS, income tax, this country is not the country of George Washington. That country is long gone. You are a refugee floating around in a truck stop bathroom, ladies and gentlemen. You are a refugee living within a technocracy that has dominion over you, total control. That's what the system is all about. And how did they get here in the United States without firing one bullet since the Civil War, without having you cast one ballot to live inside the technocracy? They did it through social engineering. Howard Scott told us that, folks. He did not lie. He was transparent. That is the thing. Look to the history to understand the current. Look to the history to understand what you are living under. Look to the history to understand exactly where we are going in the future. Because this prison planet run matrix, this prison planet total control technocratic system, this Total control, socialist, progressive, communist, fascist, Marxist dump that we live in is not the country of George Washington. That is long gone. We were conquered, and now we are refugees inside of our former country. I hope you understand that, folks. Join me tomorrow because I'm getting in to eugenics and how that turned into transhumanism and how the eugenicists were partnered with the technocrats. We'll probably bring a little bit of FDR into this because I want to start to show you how they embedded technocracy into our government and into our culture. Folks, I hope you woke up after this episode i hope you understand the truth now i hope you're ready to move forward and we can start to figure out a heck of a lot of solutions together as we understand that this is just an illusion around us now we have to face reality we have to man up and we have to march forward into our own future ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold the matrix is a computer generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold.